Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Welcome again from me, Ken Rundle, and Gies Gaskin, Yara's fruit sector specialist. The fruit sector is fascinatingly specialist with complex demands, whether that be top fruit, apples and pears, or soft fruit, raps, strawberries, and many others. We'll set aside viticulture for the moment as the vines are still dormant, but Gies, at this early point in the season, what state are the others in? Uh, what's this I've been hearing about degree days? Oh, well, degree days are um, a model that's really used by uh, by many growers worldwide, but primarily fruit growers. Um, I mean, both degree days and chill hours, they're measures of uh, temperature, which growers can then use as a guideline uh, to understand more to the point how the plants are coming through the winter and into the spring. Um, as you can imagine, most plants appear wholly dormant in the winter. Um, but fruit crops are are actually uh, moving in a sense internally and it, to try and understand what's going on in that respect. Um, we use these models of growing degree days or chill hours to understand at what stage we think the plants are at as they come into the spring period. And uh, this year has been quite interesting in a sense because certainly down in the south and more in the Midlands, it's been a very mild winter. Um, and that means that the growing degree days effectively are quite low and certainly the chill hour chill hour is normally everything below seven degrees um it, it's also very low that's the dormancy period that plants need some plants need to to remind them that it is winter and it almost kickstarts their clock again re restarts their clock yes yes exactly that um so as i say with with mild winters then it's less of a concern for early sites but sites which are mid to late site uh, cropping, then they have a concern about the um, full potential of the plant coming because that depends on how many cold degree days they've had. And the season so far then on that basis? The tree fruit is coming into leaf, mostly into flowering places, um, which as you say, it's a very, very early start in a sense of the air temperature being warm. And soft fruit as well, because it's under tunnel, it's um it's it's much earlier than you would you would expect well let's focus first on orchard fruit what kind of challenge do conditions like the ones you just mentioned pose for growers and do the present issues around fertilizers just now mean any responses or choices should be different this season but as i say i think every year is different with the with the tree fruit but this year in particular it's similar way to last year you've got the situation where you've got a lot of warm air temperature and and uh uh, the climatic conditions above ground are actually very good for growing, whereas below ground, you've got a cooler soil. It's it's really just coming out of the winter. Um, and the issues you have there is that the, the buds have started, so they'll start to use up the starch within the bud to grow. And then they'll start to work on what's available to them in the, in the uh, starchier part of the plant. But because the roots are not yet uptaking the right amount of nutrients because of the cold condition, you have a disparity between the top of the plant and the base of the plant. So if you can imagine the plant has begun and the growers obviously plans in their mind where they would like to ideally put the fertilizer based on the roots getting started. Um, but because the conditions are cold around the root zone, if, even if they do apply the fertilizer early, it's got to be uptaken by the plant. It's not just a question of application. So, okay, that's, that's the agronomics, that's the science. What about the products to handle that and deal with that? Well, this year, because of the condition, we, we 
we recommend people look at something like Magfos K. Um, normally, this, this product is used quite widely in the cereal sector. Um, but what we can do with Magfos K is if you imagine the more immovable nutrients like the FOS, which will be in the soil under a cooler condition with roots that don't really want to uptake it because of the situation. Um, actually, FOS is very much needed for cell division. And at the point of time when the bud is breaking and opening, there's a lot of cell division taking place. Uh, so what you can do is apply a product like Magfos K, which also with, it, with its potassium, which then helps that cell multiplication directly onto the leaf or onto the flower bud and, and helps promote growth where the root is not really able to uptake that nutrient. You mentioned in discussion that you've been working with Actosil. Uh, yes, Actosil last year was the uh, organosilicon acid that Yaris created uh, to patented formulation. Actosil, what we did is we used it as a root drench in pear crops. Um, so we literally drenched, drenched the roots just pre-planting and we planted the crop last year. And this year we have the uh, year one results effectively of, of how that's gone. And what we're seeing is, is very encouraging. Uh, we're seeing that, um, again, the uniformity across cropping is all there. The plants have actually thrown their flowers, but they are literally in flower now, where the control is maybe two weeks behind in, in you know, leaf bud is coming out at the moment. Um, and that's quite fascinating for the grower, because if the majority of the sets of plants is in flower all at the same time, it makes management and pest and disease control far easier, as well as, as, well as having out-and-out out yield, which is, is something fascinating. But given the variance in seasons, there's no risk that you'll have the blossom out before the insects are actually active? Uh, it may vary year on year, but the blossom, the blossom is forward. Um, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, the, the, the aspect of bees, you have to remember bees also wake up, but they, they require temperature too. So as we were saying earlier, where the conditions are actually surprisingly mild for the time of year, it wouldn't be a wonder that the bees may be slightly ahead as well in that sense. Um, but yes, you're right. We'll have to think about pollination very soon with those plants. Well, let's leave top fruit for the moment and move on to soft fruit. Most of the action there is under cover in polytunnels with the plants in bags or on shelves. So are the issues different there in terms of things like soil warmth and so on? Yes, they are. Um, and undercover uh, tabletop strawberries to begin with. Um, they're not in the soil, but they'll be up high. But as I say, they're very much uh, being managed in control of the um, ambient temperatures. So once you, you take them out of the soil, then as you, as you know, it's been a very mild winter. They're under tunnel anyway. I should expect that most of the tunneled crops haven't seen a real frost like we did see a few years ago. Um, so these crops will all be quite forward. I mean, what, what you have in terms of management disparity is you potentially you have a main crop which is coming in early uh, versus the 60-day plantings, which will now be planted to match a timing. But the timing might be slightly out because it's been so mild. But that's something that can be managed between planting times and, and uh, you know, growers observing their crop. And I would think under normal circumstances, that would make growers optimistic about the season. But given the problems over labour at the moment, uh, I suppose they're a bit nervous. Yes, yes. Well, labour issue is certainly always an issue for soft fruit because it's very labour intensive. Um, I mean, a, a part of that is to think that we've just come out of COVID, which actually, for what it was, 
uh, created a market which was actually very linear. Um, I mean, because people were away from uh, holidays, they were away from the shops, etc. No Wimbledon. <laughs> no Wimbledon. No, no, no fun events, let's be honest. Actually, it made the market very static in a sense. And what we have now is the situation where we're, we're opening up from COVID, uh, we expect for the summer. And you may, may already begin to see some people jetting off on their holidays. You have, obviously, school holidays coming in. You have things like this. All, all of these um, events vary the market in, in fruit considerably. So you go from a situation where you may have needed a, a small crew consistently picking to now needing you know, a varying size of crew, ideally, to pick for the key periods um, and the difficulty of, of getting labour. And therefore, the whole business of managing nutrients and managing growth through that uh, gets more complicated than ever. Uh, yes, to an extent. I mean, we'd, we'd go more more uh, in reverse to the situation we had pre, pre-COVID, in, in, in a sense, um, where you're managing the peaks and the troughs and you're looking at different different croppings. I know you've got an active interest where well, you've already mentioned one of the trial the trials with with pears, but you've got an interest in other trials going on and new product development. What's exciting you at the moment? What what's really giving you a buzz? Well, what's exciting at the moment is um, Yara, certainly the global company that it is. It's um, seeing the fruition of different strains of research that are coming through into into all crops, but specifically they have an impact on fruit. Um, so one avenue is the invent, well, the inclusion of BioNui, which is a Yara Vita-based product. It's a fumic and humic acid from Leodenite formulation. Um, it's very exciting. I mean, the product is basically enhancing root structure and root growth, similar to Axisil, which makes it fibrous, but this is out and out massive root growth. Um, and the product is on its own, seeming to, uh, uh, you know, increase the vegetative growth um, of, of a plant from planting and that's across the board that's from maize and cereal and then pushing into fruit crops so this is certainly a product we want to test this year and we're looking at uh, different uh, fruit growers for that and, and if growers have an interest they should try to find me this product as i say it's all about increasing the root zone climate uh, it feeds the microbes that effectively create uh, soil carbon. Um, and by doing that, you then enhance the ability of the plant to root around that, that area. So basically there, you're not only obviously increasing the root mass and, and the, the uptake of nutrients, but, but, but one of the other things that farmers are going to have to be more and more aware of is, is actually enhancing soil, soil carbon and building up the soil structure. So it's, so it's a win-win. Yes, yes, it is. It is. And that, that leads very nicely into the next strain of strain of research, which is a, a product called Yara Nature. And it, it's basically, um, this is the culmination of a, a food waste uh, project that Yara was involved in, uh, looking at food waste out of London, um, which has basically been re, reformulated into uh, an organic and a mineral component fertilizer. Um, really to use as well in terms of the mineral you'd consider it as, as a top dressing but what's interesting about it is you're you're bringing back to the soil quite a high proportion of organic matter and quite a high proportion of, of soil carbon and when we talk about bionui then you think about using the two products in conjunction to have a, a synergistic effect if you like back on soils which may be 
lower in both organic matter and soil carbon. Um, but the, the RNHR, it's available into the cereal industry at the moment, but it may come into the fruit industry in the next couple of years, as there are obviously there are, there are um, a few aspects that need to be ironed out before it's available into fruit. So you'll be looking for cooperation on that one, growers who might be interested. Yes, it could be interesting. Again, if you if you try and find me at, at um, one of the shows or, or directly, then then we can talk about that product. It's quite an interesting product, as I say. So we've covered quite a lot of detail in the last few minutes, Guise. What do you want farmers to keep at the forefront of their minds from this podcast? Um, as I say, top fruit growers, I would keep an eye to thinking about, uh, you know, early FOSS coming into the new buds, given that the, the soil conditions are still quite cool. Uh, top conditions are very warm. So MAGFOSK is certainly something to look at and consider. Um, also, new growers thinking about plantings, I would recommend um, looking up Actosil. That's certainly looking like something useful to have on the new rootstocks as they go in. Uh, soft fruit growers, it's a question of maintaining crops, but monitoring the um, main crop coming through. And then, as they will know, new plantings going in and, and relevant timings to try and make it all make sense. Um, and last but not least, we say, well, viticulture, viticulture isn't moving at the moment per se, but I'm, I'm sure many of the growers will just be keeping an eye on the buds to see if they are starting to swell up. As usual, Giz Gaskin, a comprehensive and practical advice package for the fruit sector. And remember, there's plenty more information through the Yara website or bumping into Giz at the various shows. Yes. In a couple of weeks' time, I'll be back to look at late nitrogen management in wheat and oil seeds. Until then, from me, Ken Rundle, goodbye, and let's hope the weather plays ball. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.